father in the name of jesus all we ever desire and all we ever want to have is your presence with us because one with god is forever the majority we just want to experience and enjoy your continuous fellowship which we define as your presence lord a tangible manifestation of your presence it is what generates power and it is when we come into power that destiny becomes colorful i pray in jesus blessed and mighty name that nobody here online or in-house will remain the same after today's service let your name be glorified bless our hearts oh lord and father help our hearts 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 so that lord we can love you more and so that we can love you in your acceptable way we give you all the praise and all the glory jesus blessed and mighty name amen let's give a clap unto the lord and take our seat god richly bless each and every one of you i want to thank you for being here and being online i want to say a very welcome to each and every one of you let's take just the next 30 seconds and just get seated so that we can receive the word from god amen all right god richly bless each and every one of you all our sportsmen and women we congratulate you the testimony that agnes couldn't share very powerful she's been here for the past three years and actually she came because she got a scholarship because of her sporting activities and she's been in the system for the past three years and since the past three years even though she came solely by reason of sports into academics everything started going down the drain it's like she kept on descending 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 at a point she nearly entered into depression and then god brought her into the house the house of testimonies and the house of liberation and by the direction of the holy spirit a few instructions were given and a few things were done and ladies and gentlemen she went at a point they even told her that uh, she cannot compete again because her health was at stake then she told me and i said don't worry whatever the enemy wants for evil will be turned for good and we engaged in power somebody say power we engaged in power and she went for a competition just over the weekend and what she hadn't run the time she hadn't run for over three years for the first time she did it hallelujah you got no idea what it is amen until you are at a company and they tell you that if you are not able to perform or hit a particular target they are they are redrawing you amen and look at the testimonies that were that have been shared by sister regina by sister docas she says sister regina said my first throw was my personal best so even if she had not thrown again it would have been okay and then she tried again and it was another personal best it means that she did a betterment of what she had done before the same time 
And then she did another third throw. And it was a personal best. So it meant that it was like you are climbing stairs. And you are going up one step at a time. Until she finished all her throws. That is what the Lord is going to do for somebody. Say me a believing amen. You see, let me tell you something. The church is a spiritual home. It's like somebody that has gone to consult a divinity. When you come to church and you behave in a very diplomatic way, you go the same way you came. Church is not a diplomatic area. It is not a social gathering. It's a very spiritual home. The word amen means let it happen. You see, anytime we come here, can you give me Psalm 84 and verse number 7? Something always transpires in the house of God. The reason why people go to church and their lives remain the same is because they don't go with any expectation and they see the church as just a gathering of, you know, friends, a gathering of association members, you know, a gathering of husbands and wives. Okay, it is on Sunday that I'll meet Sister A, I'll meet Brother B. So their mentality in going to church does not bring edification to their lives. So he said that they go from strength to strength. Somebody say from strength to strength. And he said, each one of them, every one of them in Zion who appears before the Lord. So anytime we come into the church, which is referred to as Zion, there is growth. The Lord plucks something out of your life. The Lord breaks something out of my life. And the Lord increases us. It is a warehouse or it is a service station of God. So anytime you come to church, be very spiritual. Anytime I cross this line or I cross the other door from behind, whichever way I'm using, I re- listen, I remove from my mind the mentality of a man. I see myself as somebody coming before the presence of Elohim so that he can work on me. And so anytime I come to church and I leave, I am better than the way I came. Amen. Unfortunately, some people come to church by the time they are leaving, they are even offended. Some come to church by the time they are leaving, they their lives are even complicated. But I pray that today you understand the relevance of the church and be blessed before you leave. Say me a believing amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You heard the testimony that um, Dr. Gary Woods gave on, on Friday when we were listening to it about church. He said that anytime there is a church gathering like that, angels descend from heaven with answers. He said every prayer that we have prayed, it is in the books of heaven. And answers come. But he said that the reason why some people do not receive is because they go like, you see, their mindset is not in tune with what they are believing God for. But I pray that your mindset will be here today. In the next couple of minutes, remember today is our first Sunday and it is a covenant day of empowerment. Covenant day of empowerment. Why do we need empowerment? We need empowerment because we are on the earth with the enemy. We need empowerment because we are always being resisted by the enemy. We need empowerment because the forces of darkness are surrounding us. And it is only by power and it is only by authority that we will be able to overcome. We don't overcome the forces of darkness by being a male or by being a female or by being um, uh, 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 academically okay. I have this degree. I have masters. I have my first degree. I have my masters. I have my PhD. I have my this. All those things are needed on earth. They, 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 they come to you know comfort your life and to give you some kind of uh, appetite for certain things in life. But they don't generate power. 
power is a spiritual transaction. And we need power in order to overcome the forces of darkness. So, when Jesus came and he restored us to the ordinance of power, in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse number 20, look at what the Bible said. He said, for the kingdom of God is not in word, but it is in power. Simple. The kingdom in which we are, for the kingdom of God, the kingdom that we call ourselves members of, he said that it is not in word. It is not in the thing that we just say, the thing that we just think, the thing that we just um, desire. He said it is in power. So when you encounter power or when you walk in power, then the kingdom of God has manifested. What he's saying is that for the kingdom of God, which I always tell you is the solution center of God amongst men, to be manifested, you need to be a person of power. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. And today somebody will live here with empowerment. Amen. There is something happening in your home when you contact power and you get there, it silences opposition. Psalm 66 and verse number 3. Listen, the only language that the enemy understands is the language of power. The enemy doesn't understand slangs. The enemy doesn't understand your local dialect. The only language the enemy understands. And when I talk of the language the enemy understands, I'm talking about the language which when you speak, the enemy will, will sit down. He said, I say unto God, how terrible are you? In your works. Through the greatness of your power shall your enemy submit themselves unto you. So the enemy doesn't submit except power shows up. The Lord himself gave Israel a prophecy through their, their great great grandfather called Abraham. And he said, your descendants shall be in captivity for 400 years. After 400 years, the enemy said, I won't let you go. They stayed one more year, two more years, three more years. 30 extra years and they were still in captivity until power showed up. If power does not show up, ladies and gentlemen, tears will never cease. If power does not show up, there will not be recovery. If power does not show up, there will not be restoration. And so it is important that day in and day out, we empower ourselves. We understand how to engage in power. We understand how to walk in power. We understand what it means when power is delivered into your hands. Because there are some people who power has been delivered into their hands, but they don't know how to use it. If I give you a gun and you don't know how to use it, you can kill yourself. It is power all right, but because you don't have the authority to use it, you don't know. You don't know the how to engage in it. The power kills you. There are people that have contacted power and the power has killed them. Do you know that as we are here and this beautiful TV set is on, it is connected. You see all these cables. Do you see all the cables around? Most of them are hidden. What you see is just about 10% of the cables that are here. Now, all those cables are containing power. The power has been directed and the power has been curtailed and the power has been guarded. When power is given to you and it is not controlled or guarded, it kills you. I'm going to talk about that in a few minutes. When power is given to somebody, you see, that is why we need to understand what I'm talking about today. When I, for example, this thing is carrying power. It's carrying serious power. If we remove this cable, you know, this plastic that is covering this cable, and somebody touches it, my goodness, you will know. 
that there is something called power. But why am I holding it and then there is nothing happening? Because it has been guarded. When power is not guarded, it destroys life. When power is not directed, it doesn't become beneficial. It is because the power has been directed into the speaker. That is why you are hearing my sound amplified. Praise the name of Jesus. So power is good, but it must be directed. Number two, it must be curtailed. It must be contained. Do you know that sometimes you hold something that electricity is passing through? So maybe, maybe you are using an iron, a pressing iron, or maybe a microwave or something. And then you hold the cable and you feel the cable becomes warm. And I'm going to tell you what happens over there. Now, what is happening over there is that the power is flowing through, but there is resistance. As a result of the resistance, the cable becomes hot because it's like there is friction. I want to go. He said, I won't let you go. I want to go. The power is inside, but there is resistance as a result of impurities within the cables. Now, listen. When there are impurities in your life, the power inside you will burn you. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So there is power inside of you, all right. But instead of the power working against the enemy, and remember, the reason why the Lord is giving you that power or empowering you is because of the enemy. He said, through the greatness of thy power shall thy enemy submit. However, the container carrying the power has a lot of impurities. So the power is not able to flow through. It is not able to surge through. There is resistance. And the container becomes what? And some of the time, the container blows up. We have some cables here sometimes. They say that the cable has blown up. We have to buy a new one. I say, what? Is somebody chewing the, the cable? No. There were impurities in the container. And so the power could not flow through. And the power broke it. That is why a lot of people's lives have been in jeopardy. Not that they are not empowered. Not that they are not empowered. Otherwise, why did Jesus die? Jesus died to give us power. But the power inside them is being resisted by certain other impurities in the system. So instead of the power working against the opposition, instead of the power going into the place where we need the power, the power is now here and it is burning the container. So, that whenever you hear that there is an electrical fire outbreak, it means that the container that is containing the power became so hot that it melted. And then at the end of the day, the, the, the various cables, the neutral, the live, and then the earth all touched. And then boom, fire started. Praise the name of Jesus. Every child of God is a container of power. Psalm 110. And verse number three. Let's start from verse number two. If you don't understand empowerment, because today the Lord told me, he said, anoint with oil, because after that, there is going to be fresh empowerment. But if the fresh empowerment comes, ladies and gentlemen, which you are supposed to use against sicknesses, which you are supposed to use against diseases, which you are supposed to use against affliction, which you are supposed to let the enemy allow the captives to go free. And the container cannot allow it. It will kill you. The Lord shall send a rod of thy strength out of Zion. And then he said, rule thou. Somebody say rule. rule. In the midst. 
of your enemies. Listen, we will rule in the midst of our enemies. Do you know what it takes to rule in the midst of our enemies? Verse number three. The third verse says that thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power. So when power shows up, whatever is not willing to allow you to go, people have gotten to their marital stage. It's like nothing is happening. People have done so many things. The things that are supposed to be the natural result of those things are not happening. When power shows up, he said that thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power. If there is anything that the child of God needs, it is power. If there is anything that the child of God needs, it is power. Can you say with me, if there is anything I need, it is power from God. So look at what the Lord did. Bible said that, and he gave them power over evil forces. Matthew chapter 10. Let's start from verse number 1. Hallelujah. Today you'll be empowered. When you depart from here, things that are not working will begin to work. Because that is what power does. You know, one of Newton's laws of motion, either the, the, the first or the third, it says that a body will continue a body will continue to be in a state of rest or uniform motion that is the first law of newton newton's first law of motion he says that a body will continue to remain at rest or be in a continuous motion until it is acted upon by an external force which is called power so nothing changes in fact the simplicity of that law is that nothing changes until power is introduced nothing changes when we came into this room this morning, everything was quiet. Everything was quiet. Nobody online was seeing us until we surged power through certain things. We pressed certain things there. We pressed certain things here. This one running here. That one running here. I want us to appreciate, appreciate Newton. Nanayao. He is a very good boy. God richly bless you. The Lord will honor you. Always available. Amen. Now listen. Everybody running helter skelter. This one doing this. This one doing that. This one doing that. What were we doing? We were engaging power in order for what we are doing to be tangible. Do you understand that? So it is important that we understand that we need power. Don't think that it is only pastors that need power to cast out devils. Who told you that? It is a lie. Every child of God needs power. You are a businessman, you need power. You see, Bible said that the children of this world are wiser than the children of light. When a child of the world comes into prominence, they look for power. Because they know that in order for me to be maintained there, I need to partner with some divinity. Sometimes they can travel all the way to India. They travel all the way to somewhere. What are they going to do? They are going to engage in some power. But children of God who... and, and and that power they are going for is the counterfeit power. We who have the original power, we are not engaging it. Amen. We are not engaging it. So they are using the counterfeit power because anytime they say counterfeit, it means the original is there. If there is no original, there can't be counterfeit. If there is no true, there can be false. Praise the name of Jesus. Look at the scripture. He called his 12 disciples unto himself and he did what? Come on, flow with me. And he did what? He gave them power. John chapter 1 and verse number 12. Look at John chapter 1 and verse number 12. He said, and 
John chapter 1 and verse number 12. As many as received him, to them gave he what? Why do we keep on talking about power, 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 power? Because without power, destiny will not be colorful. There was a man in the Bible called Joseph. Joseph had dreams. In our days, we say that Joseph had received prophecies. Joseph had received authentic prophecy. You come from this place. This is your mother. You were born like this. That, that, that authentic, I mean, line upon line, precept upon precept, he had dreams. His father, mother, he told them, everything that Joseph dreamt about, ladies and gentlemen, was to mean that his, his destiny was to be colorful. But when he had not encountered power, everything was abusing him. To the point that his own master's wife accused him. They took him to prison. All that time, his words were remaining. It looked like it had died. Until one day, he had the opportunity to face power. He faced Pharaoh. And after an encounter with Pharaoh, and Pharaoh commended power unto him, conferred power unto him, Ladies and gentlemen, from that moment, his destiny became colorful. The Joseph that they knew as a prisoner was now a prime minister. From today in the name of Jesus Christ, I don't know how they know you, but your destiny will be, will be colorful from today in Jesus' name. Shout me a believing, I receive it. Hallelujah. All of a sudden, his destiny became very beautiful. Overnight, Overnight, one day, there was a man in the Bible. He was called Mordecai. In the book of Esther, you can read or you can reference Esther chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5, up to chapter 6. And there was another man who had power called Haman. And Haman wanted to destroy the Jews because he had false power. And Bible said that the Jews gathered together and they activated power. When they activated power, Babu said that the people that were supposed to kill them, they subdued them. And the day that they were supposed to be annihilated, they turned around and they defeated the enemy. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, anything that is supposed to annihilate your name, that is supposed to destroy your destiny, that is supposed to destroy what God has gained for you, I decree and I declare by the authority of the Holy Spirit that from today, it is down the drain in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. So, there are certain things we need to understand called power careers. And I want to mention a few of them and then we will pray. And on, on Wednesday, I'm going to talk about how to contact power. But I want to talk for the next couple of minutes about certain power careers. What generates this power that you are talking about? Number one. The first power career is the career of new birth. New birth. What does new birth carry? New birth carry the power of new beginning. You can never have new beginning in life without containing or without engaging the container of new birth. You must have new birth. You must have a relationship with Jesus. He's the custodian of power. If you must start life afresh, Maybe 
Your life has been driven for the past 40 years. You are online. You are in-house. Let me tell you something. It is not everybody that is in the house that is born again. Not everybody in church is born again. But God is working on everybody. Have you seen that? It is not everybody who goes to the hospital who is healed immediately. Sometimes the Lord begins to. But you see, the danger is that if you do not try to get healed early, you can die in that sickness. And there will not be another chance. You got to have a relationship with the Lord. And I'm not talking about being a member of a congregation or being a member of a church. I'm talking about personal relationship with the Lord. Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 17 that they looked at the disciples and they called them Christians in Antioch because their lives reflected Christ. Paul said, you are the epistles of us. The only Bible somebody is reading. If somebody never saw the word Bible or the book Bible and they were supposed to make a decision either for the Lord or not, by you, would they do it? That is what we are talking about. Praise the name of Jesus. The first power that you and I need is the power of new birth. It brings the power of fresh beginning. New birth brings fresh beginning. Once you engage new Hallelujah. Once you engage, are you hearing me? Yes. Just like a few people saw it now, but keep on hearing me. It's only the online people who will not be hearing, but you will get connected very soon. Once you are encountering, or once you encounter the power of new birth, new beginnings start. New beginnings start. You know, it is only when you have new beginning that you can make a U turn. Without a new beginning, you can't make a U-turn. If you are going like this, and there is no new beginning, what is new beginning? Something that will stop you and say that, go this way, don't go that way. That is new beginning. You are moving this way, and nothing stops you. You may crash. That is why every car has a brake. If a car doesn't have a brake, it doesn't matter how beautiful it is. It doesn't matter how strong it is. It doesn't matter the name and the brand. It is a moving coffin with anybody inside it. When you are wanting a turn around in your life, there is a siege in your life. You see that things are not moving. Ask yourself, do have I contacted the power of new beginning? Which is the power of new birth? When you have a relationship with the Lord, when you wake up and the Holy Spirit begins to talk to you, when some of the times you'll be lying down and the Holy Ghost will come and the Holy Ghost will tap you and say, Solomon, wake up, Chantel, wake up, I want to talk with you. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. When you come to the point in time in your life, where in the church, instead of bringing souls, you are rather sending souls away. As a result of your attitude, you don't even know Jesus. Of new birth. Number one. Number two. What is the second power container or power carrier? It is the container of the word of God. The word of God is a power carrier. What power does it carry? It carries the power of creativity. The word of God carries the power of creativity. Listen. God created the initial things of the world. And he committed continuation of creation unto man. So Bible said that the Lord God created everything from the ground. The trees, everything. The sea, everything. 
when he finished and he created man, we never heard and the Lord God created again. What did we hear? And the Lord God brought unto man, Genesis chapter 2 and verse number 19. And the Lord God brought unto man everything that he had made. And he said, man, name them. It means man, from now, I have relegated the authority of creation to you. What you say is what you have. Out of the ground of the earth, the Lord formed every beast of the, of the field, the fowls of the earth, and brought them unto Adam to see what he will call them. And whatsoever Adam called them, every living creature, that was the name thereof. The word of God is the container of the power of creation. Is there something in your life that you know? And I always say here that God doesn't repair. He replaces. Did you watch the testimony of, the, of Dr. Gary Woods? How many of you watched it? He said that sometimes when somebody's organ has failed inside of him and there is a prayer going on in the name of the Lord and by the word of the Lord, an angel appears. He said when we pray for people, an angel appears with that organ. Somebody's kidney is failing. The angel comes and then we pray. I say, in the name of Jesus, anybody in the service whose organ is failing, may the Lord give you another organ. My daughter came to tell me. They said, you, 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 this and that and that about your kidney. That is what the doctors told her. And that is why the coaches said that you can't run again. I said, come. The Lord will not repair. The Lord will replace. Now pray for her and I give her communion. I said, the Lord Jesus Christ has given you a brand new set of kidneys. For the first time in three and a half years, she ran and she outran what she had done before. What are you talking about? The power of creation is embedded in the word of the Lord. That is why, listen, there are, there are certain people, when the, the word is coming, that is when the devil will agitate you. Now your mind will be corrupted. Now you'll be thinking about somebody that is sitting by you who didn't greet you. You'll be thinking about somebody in the church who is owing you. You'll be thinking about somebody in the church who when you came did not receive you well. The power for creation is coming. It is your time of making new beginning. Yet you have been distracted. But I pray for somebody in this house. In the blessed and mighty name of Jesus Christ. From today you will not be distracted at the hearing of the word. You take the Bible and that is when you feel like sleeping. You can be WhatsApping. You can be Facebooking. You can be tweeting. You can be Snapchatting. Give me some more. You can be uh, Instagramming. You can be telegramming, telegraphing, gossiping. Hey, some people can gossip on phone for hours. Until they realize that, sister, tomorrow I'll be going to work. We will continue. They come to a point and they say, sister, this day we can't finish it on one conversation. We will continue it tomorrow. And the next day, and the sister will tell you, sister, when you close, it's nothing that was made that was made without the word. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter one. Verse number 16 to 17. Look at that. Colossians chapter 1 verse 16 and 17. For by him, somebody say by him. And we were talking about the word. He said by him, the word. 
were all things. How many things? What are you believing God for? How can you get it? Come on, you are good students. What are you believing God for? How can you get it? But here, when you take the word, when you come to church and the word is coming, that is when you feel like peeing. Do you know that there are some churches, eh? When the word is going on, when the word is disseminate, being disseminated like this, you will see some group of people sometimes outside, maybe sometimes in the fellowship room, maybe sometimes in the dressing mirror. Sister, how do I look? Do you like my hair? The word is going on. The creative power. The reason why you are in the church so that your life will be changed, so that my life will be changed. When it is being disseminated, you have been totally engrossed by the devil in something else. Look at Luke chapter 5 and verse number 17. Bible says, and it came to pass on a certain day. Do you know that most of the creative miracles that happen, it happens when the word is being preached. Now, most of the major testimonies that I have experienced in my ministry came as a result of when the word was being preached, not when even prayers was being offered. And it came to pass on a certain day. Somebody say a certain day. The reason why he said it was a certain day means that it was not a special occasion. It was any day, but it was certain. Any day, but it was certain. It could be on a Wednesday. Then you might say, as for Wednesdays, you know, it is Bible. Here we don't have what, I don't know. I don't know. So, you know, people have a mentality that Sunday services are okay. But midweek services, you know, as for midweek services, it doesn't belong to us. We are political Sunday worshippers. So we come to church on Sunday with our suit and maybe with our Christmas dress. But on the weekend, on the weekdays, you know, let me tell you something. It was on a certain day. Meaning that it was on a particular selected day, which was not an occasional day. As he was teaching the word. Even the Pharisees were there. The doctors of the law were there. They had come out of every town of Galilee, of Judea, and of Jerusalem. And let's read the next statement. And what? And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Jesus didn't lay hands on them. He was just preaching the word. And the authority of the word brought the creative power. To the point that when you continue reading, let's quickly keep on reading. Bible said that they brought in a man that was paralyzed. A man, they couldn't get access through the door. So they broke the ceiling and brought the man down. When Jesus saw him, because the word was being preached and the creative power was already saturating the atmosphere, Jesus didn't even lay hands. The only thing that Jesus said was that thy sins are forgiven. Rise up and carry your bed. And the man that was paralyzed from birth, the creative power of God is in the dissemination of the word. So in the book of Joshua, chapter 1 and verse number 12, he said that, and this word and this book of the law shall remain in your mouth. It shall remain in your mouth. You shall meditate upon it day and night. Stop thinking about that boy that broke your heart. Stop thinking about all those things. Think about the word. Think about the word. Look at that. Can we read it? Just think about the word. This book of the law. This book of the law. 
this book of the law shall remain in your mouth and you will meditate upon it. And the other day, I told you that the power of God is a weapon. Jeremiah chapter 23 and verse number 29. He said, is my word not like hammer? Hey! Such a powerful scripture. Can you open it for me, somebody? Uh, look at that. It's not my word like fire. It's not my word like fire that consumes. You look at the devil. When the devil came to tempt Jesus, he said, Miss Anthony, the devil came to tempt Jesus. Jesus said, it is written. Then the devil will go. He came at another time. It is written. Then the devil will go. And he came in verse number 12 of Luke chapter 4. Jesus didn't say it is written. Jesus said, it is said. Now, Jesus took the written word to become a spoken word. And Bible said that immediately the devil left him. The reason why the devil is tormenting you is because you have the Bible. You have the written word. But you are not keeping it in you to translate it on your tongue. But after tonight, after today, your life will be different. I speak the word of God over your life. Anybody under the sound of my voice being tormented by the devil. In the next 24 hours, I give that devil an exit to live. If that devil doesn't leave, may the fire of the Lord visit that devil. Whether the devil is a man, whether the devil is a woman, whether the devil is a child, whether the devil is an adult, whether the devil is an educationist, whether the devil is your boss, whether the devil is whatever, I give the person the next 24 hours. May the fire of the Lord visit them. I remember my daughter came to me when she was in school. She was broken, tattered. She came. She looked around her. She looked around her colleagues and she was always in tears. Then she came to me. Now I was in the smaller office and then we sat down. And as we were talking, my spirit was beefed up by the word of God. And I told her, you will not be put to shame. And I told her, do not compare yourself to anybody. She said, Papa, I hear you. And she left my office. Recently, they called her from after she finished school, she got some job like that and she was doing. And she looked at her job and she looked at what others are doing. And she was sad. I said, I see God putting you in a chair that is bigger than you. Is that not what I told you? That is over there. I said, I see God putting you in a chair that is bigger than you. She said, Papa, I believe it. I didn't pray. I just said, don't worry. I see God putting you in a chair that is bigger than you. Relax and smile. And you know the way I talk? I talk very gently because I'm a very shy person. And then I said, go. It is confirmed. And then she left. She was not bitter in heart. Why didn't pastor pray and oil my head? There are times I will pray and oil you. If the Lord says, I will oil you from your crown. I'll make sure that it pours from here and then it descends on your body if the Lord tells me. Sometimes the Lord will say, just give the person a word. All you must do is just believe. Amen. She believed it. Now they called her from a hospital. And they said, the job that you applied for, are you still interested? She said, which job? They said, they mentioned the hospital. She said, and she told them, she said, I've never applied for a job yet. They said, well, your, your, your document is right before us. 
Do you remember that one of the prophecies that came at the beginning of the year is that God will position angels in offices to work for you? You see, the, the, the most painful thing is that there are people here, they don't even remember the 12 prophecies that the Lord gave at the beginning of the year. How can it come to pass? The word has left your spirit. It is when the word is positioned. Uh, Thelma, she said, I heard you say this on the prayer line. My mother was sick. And then I stood in the gap the week that we were praying for sicknesses. He said, my mother had called an emergency ride to pick her to the hospital. When we finished the prayer line and I called my mother in the other country, my mother said, I have canceled it. And she said, mom, why have you canceled it? She said, I don't know, but strangely, I am healed. Listen, there is something in the power. I mean, there is something in the word called power. Then they called her. And she said, well, so what do I do? They, and then they said, so we want to interview you. You are supposed to do three interviews. But we feel the agency of your demand says that we should just do one. So three series of events that must be done was compressed into one. Hey, the Lord will compress time for somebody. I said the Lord will compress time for somebody. Only believe it. Only believe it. And say I receive it. Now, so here she is. They did one interview for her. And then she said, and then they said we'll get back to you in a week time. Three days time. They called her. They said, we are glad to inform you that the job is yours. Wait. Now, so she knew that it was a normal something that she was going to do, you know. As a young, as a young graduate, there was something normal that she was going to do. And then all of a sudden, they called her just this Thursday. And they said, you are starting on Monday, so we need to define your portfolio. And they said, this is your official office. This is your official secretary. They, be there. Be there. She called me. She said, Papa, can I meet you? I said, come. She came and she was crying. I said, what is it? She said, Papa, I asked for this, but it is bigger than me. I am afraid. So right now, her fear is that, how do I sit on the chair? But you know something? When God puts you on the chair, no demon can remove you. One billion devils cannot remove you. And therefore, I prophesy over the life of everybody under the sound of my voice. Whatever the Lord has given for you, whatever the Lord has mandated for you, no devil can take it in Jesus' name. One billion devils cannot take it from you. The Lord will establish you on this land. I don't know who I'm talking about. I said the Lord will establish you on this land. In Psalm 24, the Bible says that the earth is the loss and the fullness thereof. No devil can torment you. Praise the name of Jesus. The creative power lies in the word. Jesus answering said unto him, it is said. Before he said, it is written. It is written. Spend time with the word. Spend time with the word. The third container, hallelujah, matobarasi andalaba. Say, I receive it. The third container of power is the container of the Holy Ghost. Now, I love it. I love him. Because when the Holy Ghost comes, ladies and gentlemen, he gives you the power to remain relevant and on top. 
The Holy Ghost is the, con, is, the, is, is the custodian of the power to remain relevant and on top. There are so many people who, were, who are ex-champions. They are ex-champions. Well, you know, we were the first people to do this. We are, the, we are not talking about the first people to do that. We are talking about the current people. Those times, there are certain cars that your grandfather owned in 1972. When your mother had not even met your father. At that time, my goodness, when that car appears, then ladies will be singing for your grandpa. Then ladies will be fanning your grandpa. They say that the man has come. And they will be giving him appellations. Chairman, senior, honorable, beautiful, handsome. Today, if they see it around your house, they say, <laughs> so we are not looking for ex-champions. We are looking for current contemporary authority holders. Hallelujah. And it is in the Holy Spirit. A fellowship with the Holy Ghost will always make you on top. You always be relevant. Jesus said unto the disciples, he said, I go and I send you the promise of the Father. And when the promise of the Father comes, you shall be witnesses of me. These were the same people who, who, when Jesus was there, hey, before a little girl, Peter denied Jesus three times. He said, I don't know this guy. They said, look at your suit, Mr. Brighton. Look at your suit. Burgundy, beautiful combination. That is how Jesus used to dress. So you are a follower. He said what? He started tearing his tie. Started tearing his dress. To let them know that a follower of Jesus cannot do this. Then, this same Peter came before another little girl. They said, hey, did you say that you don't belong to Jesus? He said, yes. He said, even the way you are talking, your speech betrays you. And then Peter started cursing. Peter started using vulgar language. So much so that they will know that a follower of Jesus can never say this. Have you done something before and then somebody said, a Christian and you are saying this? Have you heard that statement before? That was where Peter was. So when they heard Peter saying those things, they knew that no, 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 no. If you have been able to say this, we now believe you that you were not with Jesus. Acts chapter 4. Bible says that when they presented them before the leadership of the land, my goodness, can we start reading from verse number 4? Time is now on my side. Look, and they spake unto the people, the priests, okay, now the Sadducees, how be it many of them which heard the word believe, and the number of men became thousands. Okay, keep on reading. And it came to pass. Now look at that. It came to pass. The following day, the rulers, the elders, hey, the scribes, verse number six, let's be very quick. Annas the high priest and Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and as many as were of the kindred of the high priest, my goodness, the governor, 
the represent the rep, uh, uh, the presidential representative the special envoy of the military the special envoy of the seals the special envoy of american intelligence the special envoy of um, the pentagon the special envoy of white house the special envoy of, those were the caliber of people that were guarded and they called these guys who had never been to school these guys who could deny Jesus before a little girl. Bible said that they were there. They were gathered together at Jerusalem. Verse number 7. Can we be quick? Verse number 7. When they had sat them in the midst of them. So it was a round table like that. And then they were surrounding to intimidate them. So they were surrounding them like that. And they surrounded them. And they set a chair in the middle of it. So that. Questions will be coming from all directions. And I want you to understand what I'm talking about. Bible said that they ask them, by what power and by what name have you done this? Let me give you a little history. In the Jewish culture, anything you do, a name must give you authority. Otherwise, you can easily lose your life. Yeah, in those days. A name must give you authority. Somebody must say, that I approve what you are doing. Go and do it. And then when you do it and an issue crops up, the name will preserve you. So it was from this background that they were asking them. They said, these things that you have done, healing somebody and causing tumult and causing chaos and anarchy on the land, by whose name, whose authority? And do you know why they asked them that? Because all the people that must give authority were there. So it is not like you are going to say that, oh, Caiaphas gave me the authority. And then they say, where is Caiaphas? Caiaphas has gone to his hometown. Caiaphas has gone for a funeral. No! They gathered all of them. And they set them in the midst of them. They said, Chantel, by whose name have you healed this person? When they set them in the midst, they asked, by what power? By, verse 7, by what power? Or by what name? So the name connotes power. And then, have you done this? And verse number 8. And Peter, somebody say Peter. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Say Lord in the name of Jesus. Fill me afresh with the Holy Ghost. You need it. You don't need it as a pastor. No. You need it as a Christian. As a believer. If you must excel in this work as a child of God, you need the Holy Ghost. It is the Holy Ghost that will put brakes on your life. The thing you keep doing and then you do and then you are enjoying it. Previously, when you did it, then you regret. And then you come like, oh Lord. <laughs> Lord I don't know why I did that. If you come to my office, I'll even give you tissue. When you finish, I'll cancel you. And I'll give you a book to read. I'll tell you, don't do this. Everything that you do, I have a book on it. I'll give it to you. Go and read this book and help you. You used to regret. Now, it has gotten to a point in time when you do it, you say, you know what? It is, it is normal. It is normal. The Holy Spirit is gradually depleting from your life. That is the grace to choke you. The grace to break you. Do you know that at times, your brake parts will wear out. Oh, don't you drive here? Hallelujah. Don't make my preaching some way for me. James, 
Have you not changed your car brake parts before? Why did you change it? Thank you. It wore down. And if you are not changing it, what would have happened? With your beautiful daughter and your beautiful wife. Hey! You would have been in danger when you are speeding 80 miles per hour. And then you see the police ahead. And you want to brake. And the more you brake, the more the car is speeding. You'll be in trouble. Here you are. Your brake pad is wearing out. And you don't even know that the brake pad is wearing out. Because there is no fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Now, a familiar spirit has taken over. That is what hurts me. And that is what I'm afraid of. That is why anytime I pray, I say, Lord, if I am going wayward, please bring me back. Because a familiar spirit can take over you without you knowing that you are operating with a familiar spirit. You'll be giving people prophecy. Come, I have a word for you. But your life and the thing you are saying are contradictory. A familiar spirit has taken over you. You don't know. You are doing the same thing, oh. Because a familiar spirit knows you. That's why we call it familiar spirit. He knows you. He knows what you want to do. He knows who you are. He knows what you want. So you keep doing it. But you keep operating. You keep doing it. You keep operating. Very soon, witchcraft is what you have. Go and ask Saul. King Saul. Go and ask King Saul. That is why I started by telling you that power must be contained. The Holy Spirit. Then Peter filled with the Holy Ghost. Don't you know that the devil can give prophecies? The devil gives prophecies more than even God. In fact, the two times that Jesus used the gift of prophecy was when he was winning souls. When he told Nathaniel, he said, when you were under the juniper tree, I saw you. And then when he told the woman at the Samaritan uh, uh, well, the, the Samaritan woman at the well, he said, you have five men in your life. Those were just the two times. And it was for soul winning. Here you are. Keep giving prophecies and keep living certain lives. A familiar spirit has taken over your mind. Praise the name of Jesus. And the church will say, Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost. Just give me the next three minutes. I'll finish this point. I'll continue on, on Wednesday. Filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined by you of the good things that we have done for this impotent man, by what means he is made, then let us tell you, verse number 10, be it known unto all of you and to all the people of Israel that it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. My goodness. The person that they were running away from when he was even alive. How come they were so bold? Look at that. By the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him do this man stand here before your eyes. Let's keep on reading. This is the stone which the brothers rejected. Verse number 12. Now, give me verse number 12. Neither is there salvation in any other. Salvation means completion. It means recovery. It means blessing. He said, neither is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given amongst men. Whereby men may be saved. Now, when you even pray for somebody and you say, in the name of Jesus, be healed. Now, when people are even wearing a dress and it is written in it, Jesus says, they are even shy. But me, I wear it boldly. Especially when I'm going to public places. 
Because I may not be able to talk to somebody, but I will. My chest is out. Some people can walk around and they say, I am pride. I am, and you know what they are talking about. And they are happy. Why can't you present the name by which men can be saved? When we talk about winning souls, talking to people about Jesus, you heard what Dr. Gary Wu said. He said in heaven, there is a book. And inside the book are the names of everyone that each and everyone won for the Lord. Not a pastor. Not a church. Not a pastor. Not a church. Everyone. Everyone. The way you have introduced people to your company. And the way when you were in the world, you used to introduce people to what you used to do. How many have you introduced to this Jesus that you call your lover? You sing that beautiful song. I wouldn't trade you for silver or gold. I wouldn't trade you for riches untold. You are, you are my everything. You sing that song. Have you told somebody about this man? Have you spoken to somebody about, there is no other name. There is no, I don't care how popular the name is. There is no other name. There is only one name. And the name is Jesus Christ. And the name heals. And the name delivers. And the name confirms the word that is spoken. And the name recreates. And the name brings joy. And the name brings restoration. And the name brings abundance. And the name brings everything that you need. And they said, there is no other name by which given under heaven among men whereby we must be saved. In verse number 13. Look at that. Now. Somebody say now. now. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John and they perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. Listen. The Holy Ghost makes people relevant. It is not your certificate. It is not your association. It is not where you are. You can be in America and be very irrelevant. You can be in the presidential office and still be irrelevant. Somebody can be in the village and be very relevant in life. It's as a result, a product of fellowship. Who you fellowship with, you become. Who you fellowship with determines who fellowships with you. There are certain people when they are your friend, every good person will come away from you. There are certain people to when they are your friend. Oh, Solomon is your friend. Oh, wow, then you are a good man. That is why sometimes when people write a book, they look for certain credible people to do forwarding for them. So that when somebody... Oh, who forwarded your book? Dr. Susu and so, wow. Then it must be good stuff. I'm going to get it. And I pray that when I write my book, you buy it. Hallelujah. Because it is in the pipeline. Do it for me. Because I'm done. When they perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they were surprised. They marveled. And they took knowledge. When you be with Jesus, 
it will be evident. You will not need to speak. You get to a place, things are not working, they begin to work. Many people came into this house, this church, and they said, since I stepped foot here, I've seen a transformation. I've seen a transformation. Brothers and sisters, I assure you, this is just the training grounds. Something bigger and mega is coming. Something supernatural is coming. Can you just lift up your voice and make melody to the Holy Spirit? They took knowledge of them. They knew that they had had an encounter with a supernatural force. Empowerment of the Holy Spirit cannot be denied. You may be the least. You may be the non-entity. By engaging the Holy Ghost, you will be relevant. It doesn't matter the color of your skin. They will look for you. It doesn't matter your background. They will look for you. It doesn't matter how or where you were raised up. When the Holy Ghost encounters you, Say the spirit of God. I want to do something new in your life. Just open up for me. And the spirit of the Lord is telling me that the reason why you desire but he cannot do that is because when he does that you will die. Because there are so many impurities. So many impurities in the container to resist the power. So there will be conflict between resistance and the flow. I want you to pray. I want you to pray. Wherever you are, from your heart, say, Lord, empower me. There are too many people in the body of Christ. Thank God I'm not talking about Holy Hill Chapel, Tennessee. The reason why the church is not able to make impact on earth is because there are so many impurities in the containers that must access the power. Somebody want to access the power, but there is a there, there, there is an open circuit. There is no connectivity. There is no connectivity. How come we have migrated and changed nationalities? But we enter into that other nation without a visa. Pray. The Lord told me. He said, I want to raise a new generation of supernaturally minded breed of believers in Holy Hill Chapel, Tennessee. Who will go out there and their presence will express the power of the Holy Ghost. The dead must rise up. The sick must be healed. Sometimes you are operating under the supernatural. And maybe the people that are even backing you have so much impurities. You even struggle in the spirit. You struggle in the spirit. The Lord said, let they that call the name of the Lord depart. 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 Bible said that when they saw that they were unlearned men. They took knowledge of them. That they have been with Jesus.
I want you to pray. And that is why when we're starting, I said, pray that Lord help my heart. God, there is so many people in the house of God. Their heart is totally corrupted. Totally corrupted. Totally corrupted. They can't receive instructions. If the Lord can't instruct you, power can't flow through you. And do you know what, brother? You end up being frustrated. You end up being frustrated. Because the power wants to flow. But there is resistance. Pride. Now as I'm saying them, I want you to pray. I'm not judging you. But Paul said in 1 Corinthians 23. He said, if we judge ourselves, we will not be judged by the Lord. It means that if we do a retrospective view of our lives. We want to walk in power. Maybe you are in-house. You are online. You don't have a relationship with Jesus. I just want to give you this opportunity as I was giving years back. Whatever, whatever position you are in, whether you are standing, you are sitting, just remain. But I want you to pray. If you want to have a relationship with Jesus, he is the distributor of the Holy Spirit. It is through him that we access the Holy Spirit. You want to say that I want to have this relationship with the Lord. I want to see just your right hand up. If you want to pray that prayer and have a relationship with the Lord Jesus, just shoot that right hand of yours up. God bless you, sister. Only your right hand. Only your right hand. Very specific instruction. God bless you, sister. Listen, there is nothing like shyness. I was born into a Christian home, but I didn't have a relationship with the Lord. Until somewhere in 1996, no, 1995. I remember very well on the campus of Snagastin's College in Cape Coast in a city in Ghana, West Africa. The preacher man was preaching. He made an altar call. I shot my hand up. I was far up behind there. I was straight. And I said, I want to give my life to Jesus. Since then, have I had encounters? I have. Have I had challenges? I have. But has my life been the same? Never. Shoot that right hand of yours up. And with your right hand up, say with me, dear Lord Jesus. Now, the Lord is telling me, there are other people too. It's not that you don't have a relationship, but the relationship has grown sad. It's like, now, your affection for the Lord is no more there. I want you to join. Just lift up that right hand of yours. Why must I lift up my right hand? It's a sign of surrender. It is just a public display of Lord. I am not shy to say that from today there is a new relationship. How come when you wanted that boy to propose to you, you didn't want it in secret? You wanted him to do it publicly. But when you want to propose your love to the Lord, you don't want to do it publicly. I feel shy. I feel shy. You organize a whole party because of one proposal you are going to do to a girl. Who eventually broke your heart? Lift up that hand. Say, dear Lord Jesus, from the bottom of my heart, I love you. I know that I have disappointed you 
in certain ways and in certain areas but from my heart and with my mouth I confess that I love you and from today I'm going to manifest it and I'm going to live it help me I decree that Jesus is Lord over my life I'm blessed empowered father in jesus name i pray for everybody empower your people strengthen your people turn lives around change destinies in the mighty name of jesus now say a believing amen now take your seat for me listen because of our time i needed to anoint everybody this is what i'm going to do online i'll pray over your oil and in-house i'll pray over the oil when we finish taking the communion before we go to the fellowship room for our meals i want to anoint everybody there is empowerment coming your way can i read a scripture in the book of first samuel chapter 16 and verse number 13 and let the communion stewards get ready do it keep doing it you will live here empowered look at that then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed David in the midst of his brethren and Bible says that and from that day forward the spirit of the Lord came upon him come 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 and help here so this is what happened Bible says that watch me and this is what is going to happen Bible says that Samuel took oil it was oil and Bible said that he look at the scripture Bible said that he took the horn of oil and anointed him like this and when he anointed him like this Bible said that it was oil that was poured upon him. But Bible said that from that day forward, the spirit of the Lord came upon him. When I pour oil on you, can I have an usher? Guys got to be very, very attentive, please. Bible said that, and the spirit of the Lord, lay him down, came upon him. And from that day forward, he was no more an ordinary person. That sickness will leave your body today. That battle will leave your life today. Look at this young lady sitting there. Eudice. If she stands here to give a testimony, I don't know why she's not testifying. But if she stands here to give a testimony, the first day that she got here, totally broken and shattered, she stands, it will be three hours. Today, something will turn around. I want you to pray over the communion. We are doing three things in the next five minutes. Three things. We are taking the communion, taking our offering or a seed for the Lord, and we will receive the anointing. God, the Lord told me. He said, anoint everybody that comes. 
for fresh empowerment. Madam, after service, I'll pray for you, okay? Are you married? I'll pray for you for the fruit of the womb. Yeah. I will pray for you when we are done. <laughs> I feel the power of the Holy Spirit. Lift up your bread. Do you have a child? I'll pray for you. Father, we thank you for the bread. Bible says that, and the Lord Jesus took the bread and he blessed it and he broke it. And Bible said that when he broke it, he didn't call it bread again. He said, it is my body. Break it. This is the body of Christ. Took up the cup, blessed it and said, this is my blood. Father, we bless the bread. We bless the drink. We turn it into the body and the blood of Christ. Heal somebody. Empower somebody. In Jesus' name. Do it for me, instrumentalist. I want you to take your communion. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up. Come and quench the thirsting of my I'll pray for you today. I saw a brand new garment being given to you. And you will see it in an encounter. Heal my God. Lift up an offering for the Lord. Add your tithe to it. Remember, it is your tithe and your offering that together with mine that the Lord uses to push his gospel. Please, can you put a giving portals on the line? God bless you. Oh, you can do by PayPal. Father, lift it up. Please, I want you to give bountifully for the gospel. We receive the offering. We receive the tithe. In Jesus' name, blessed. Hallelujah. Father, bless every online member, everyone giving. We receive all the offering. Let power visit your people. If you can sing it, I want you to sing it. In the mighty name of Jesus.
take note of the date from the 7th to the what? The 13th of June. One solid week of prayers and fasting. Don't take yourself out. Empowerment for the next half of the year. Come on the prayer line and let us pray. 3 a.m. every blessed central time. Every blessed Monday through Friday. And 12 p.m. central time. The Clarksville Church. Please remember, every Thursday I meet you in Clarksville. Thursdays at 6 p.m. to 7.45. Something is happening there. I want you to join. Hallelujah. God bless you. Let's be on our feet. When we finish sharing the grace, I'm pretty sure that online may go off. But those of you here, I'll just you just come. I lay my hands on you with the oil and then you go. If you believe it. Lift up your hands. Father, we thank you. Can you still do it? Don't quench it. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for your word. Empower us. Online members, lift up your bottle of oil. Father, I pray in Jesus' name. And I turn that oil into liquid fire. When they anoint themselves, let the same impartation of empowerment be generated on them. May nobody struggle with sin again. Let nobody struggle with difficulties again. The things that used to overcome them. Bible said that when Samuel anointed David, it was with oil. The Bible said that the spirit of the Lord came upon him. And from that day forward, he was another man. I pray when they anoint themselves from today, let them be turned into other men. I decree and I declare it is done in Jesus' name. May the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord empower you. The Lord strengthen you. The Lord give you a beautiful month. The Lord give you a good week. This month of May, you will harvest testimonies. You will not die prematurely. You will not be sick. You will not fail. You will not be disappointed. Receive full recovery. In Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Let's share the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. Keep doing it. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us now and forevermore. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. With long life, full of prosperity and sound health, shall you satisfy me and my household all the days of our life church is dismissed i'll see you on on wednesday god bless you and god be with you online and bye-bye